Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Aaron Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast is about immigrants, immigration, and everything in between. And we're back for the second episode of this week for the Girl Power Week series. We're going to close it out with a strong, strong episode. But before we start talking about that, let's get to the business. As I said before, I'm Aaron Deliosa. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, an immigrants life podcast listen to me on all the whatever way you listen to a podcast youtube as well please like subscribe share all that good stuff okay all right i'll shut up now before you stop listening so this episode was recorded with anik bisan she is one of my inspiration before i started the podcast because she has her own podcast and I listen to it a lot. And it, she made it so simple that it made me believe that I could do it. So it's such an honor to have her on and have a conversation with her. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is a social activist, a wellness enthusiast, and a podcaster. She'll say hi to you in English, converse un français, y decir adios un español, because she's trilingual. Everyone, please welcome Anik Bissant. That is the funniest bio ever. And I also I also speak Creole, so I will be quadrilingual, four oh. languages. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> So, um, well, hello. I'm happy to be here. And uh, thanks for that amazing introduction. Love it. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's an honor. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. So, uh, well, like you mentioned, Anik. My name is Anik Pisant. I am actually living in Montreal. I'm from Haiti in the Caribbean. Mm. And uh, I speak the four languages, as you mentioned as well. So um, my background, let's say education-wise, I studied sociology. So I guess that's why all the social activism is coming from. And uh, now I switch career to digital marketing. Mm. So I love actually everything that is tech, and I'm trying to make sociology and tech. So wow. Trying to like digital sociology type of thing. So that's really my my passion. I love it. And then I started my podcast as well on immigrants. So it's called Immigrant Dilemma. And uh, I started talking about like my own story, um, how it defined my identity as well. Like, because I didn't understand so many things. I was, you know, you, you don't know where home is. Like <laughs> you're in Montreal and you're like, okay, that's home. And then when you go to Haiti, they're like, okay, you're Canadian. When you come here, they're like, you're Haitian. You're like, what, what, what am I? Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so sociology actually helped me a lot go mm -hmm. through that identity crisis, I would say. And I probably did like 500 of them in my entire life so far. But so, uh, yeah, that's a bit of a that's, that's a bit about awesome. me yeah that's awesome so you said you were born in 80 how old were you when you moved to canada um i was about like in my um if i remember well like almost 11 years hmm. old so um so i was kind of young and uh my brothers were like already older so they had like the roots it was already like in them but <laughs> me i was like not yet a full haitian person <laughs> for sure yeah do you remember growing up in 80? 
Um, yeah, I do. And uh, I do remember growing up in Haiti. And also I have to say that coming from like, when I moved here in Montreal, it's like I was able to see my my youth from an external point of view. Hmm. So that's what I found really interesting. And uh, so it's very family oriented, which we kind of like lost here when we got there. Mm. So I didn't move with other members of my, of my family or any like extended members, I would say. Like like one of my aunt came two years after, um, but it was just like my close family with us. We had friends there we knew. And then we also had people that was like our family, but it wasn't the same, same, uh, same vibe. So that's kind of what I remember of my, uh, of my youth. Really, it was very mm. family oriented. And in the school, you also had your friends. I remember my friends, and a lot of them I still talk to them. Mm. Yeah, because we all immigrated like in different countries <laughs> or different cities. Uh, a lot of them like went back, and some of them stayed where they immigrated to. Mm. But um, so what else I remembered. Like going to camp. This is something. What do you mean camp? <laughs> camp in Haiti, yeah. It's like really? we, we we used to go to camp, yeah, at like for my age at the time. And um what else I remember? Like it's it's it'll be very basic actually, because it's just 10 years of my life. <laughs> so you guys are well to do in Haiti? Um yeah, I would say yeah. Yeah. Because mm, going to camp. <laughs> That's not free. <laughs> Oh, I mean, camp, I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So have you been back to Haiti? Yeah, 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 I have been. Um, I was there actually in December, last December. Oh, okay. How was that? It was, it was good. Again, to see the whole family was really good. Yeah. So who came here in Canada first? Um, hmm. All of us. We, we came at the same time. Yeah. One shot, yeah. the whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. What made the family decide to move to Canada? Uh, for us, for the children. <laughs> like most of immigrant parents, they uh, they move for the children to have a better future. Mm. So uh, especially for school, education. And um, so I guess since my brothers were much older, um, so they were already going to university as I was still young. Mm. So I just kind of come to. Um but yeah, that's real about it. And also like insecurity at the time. Uh, there was like a political uh, crisis there. Mm. So um, so that too pushed a lot of people. So there are a lot of uh, like a second wave of immigrants um, mm. coming from India. Oh, okay. So you're 11 years old. You're lost mentally and now physically. Yeah. How was that? Oh, it's a struggle. It was very much a struggle because... Um, you're kind of the only person that go through that because like, yes, your family immigrated with you, but they already had like, like I mentioned their roots. It was already like their identity, like the, the roots of it was already made as for you. It was not. So um, it, there was a lot of clashes. Like they did not understand. Even now they still don't like they're aware of it, but they'll be like, okay, I understand. But like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like yeah we understand you but like again you you can be stronger a little bit like just let it go and i'm like you you just don't understand you mean like mental health <laughs> oh yeah and that's the topic as well mental health in our culture it's like it's taboo it's like almost mm. taboo 
um it's just like you have a problem something like you're not good or I'm like but it's okay like you know but it's but yeah mentally I would say it's not helpful at all like I don't have the resources from <laughs> like you're weak if you have mental health or something yeah I mean I shouldn't be laughing tonight like it's a really good problem a big problem like it's 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 sad hmm. um and physically it's more like there's a connection like once you put your step like in the airport when I go back to Haiti I don't know if you have that feeling it's like hmm. you put just your one step in the airport and you're like okay I'm home like you connect oh, right away yeah. even though you 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 don't live there but hmm. it's like i don't know if it's the sun but <laughs> it's the genes it's the dna it's kicking in <laughs> it's the dna that's taking it because or it's just the fact that you because let's say if i go to other countries like that are similar i would say like third world country vibe you would feel again Mm-hmm. it's like maybe that's the connection or it's just the dna i don't know where it's coming from but as soon as i put my staff in the airport i'm like okay hi hi home <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just different it's just i love canada i love montreal i say it all the time on this podcast but when you get when you come back home quote unquote home mm. it's different it's the war there's a warmth inside you yeah. like eating a, a warm soup that your mom yeah. made Uh, yeah, and how about you? Where is uh, originally where you're from? Uh, I'm from the Philippines. Okay. So, yeah, like I said, like I, I've been home, I've been here in Montreal for almost 15 years, I think. Mm-hmm. And I've been home twice. And every time, like you said, the first step off of the plane, you're like, That's it. You're like, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> and it was actually uh, extra special la- two years ago when I went back home because... I went back with my family the first time with my kids. It's the first mm-hmm. time my kids See, seeing the Philippines. There. Oh my god! Oh, it was it was something else. It was just it was funny too because we we had a stop in China, and mm-hmm. we we landed in China, and my my eldest look up to me and says, "Dad, you live so far." Boy, <laughs> oh, he thought he was already there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I said, "I know, dude, but I promise you, when we get there, it will be worth it." <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, speaking of like Philippines, do you know like we have one word uh, in Creole that is actually coming from Tagalog? No way! What is it? I know. I was surprised when I saw this. It's actually I realized it from high school. I had one of my good friends. She was from Philippines too, and uh, she was talking on the phone, and she's like, "Bye guy, bye guy." Like she kept talking, but she kept saying "bye guy." Obviously, I just understood that one word. I didn't understand anything else. And then after I turned, I was like, which language you were talking? Like, is it Tagalog or Creole? I was like confused. <laughs> she's like, why? I'm like, she was like, I was speaking Tagalog. And I was like, did you say Bagay? And she's like, yeah, it's in Tagalog. And I was like, are you kidding? We also use that. And it means the same thing. It means no thing. way. Yeah, it means thing, a thing. Just That's like in crazy. Tagalog. <laughs> I was like so shocked. I was like, what's happening here? Like, I don't understand how my friend is talking Creole right now. <laughs> But it's like not fully Creole. I was like, I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But to be honest, I have a, several Haitian friends. And I've learned that the Philippines and Haiti has a lot of uh, uh, the same things. Connections? Like, yeah. Connection, yeah. Like... Uh, You guys, Haiti is called the Pearl of the... The oh, Antilles. The yeah, the Pearl of the yeah. Antilles. The Philippines yeah. is called the Pearl of the Orient. No way. Yes. And then, unfortunately, 
Haiti is prone to earthquake. Philippines is yeah. prone to earthquakes. Oh wow, we're like connected. <laughs> yeah. You know, like like little things, crazy little things like that. I'm like I'm like, wow, that's nuts. That's crazy. You would never know that it's like so like far away from each other. So that's why I was super confused with the word. I was like, where did we get this? It's like Philippines, it's like all on the other side of the world for us. Like I how why, did that eh? happen? How? I, don't, I have no idea. I need to do my research because um, I also like, I like social linguistics. So um, mm. I love trying to find like the roots of like some words and stuff. But I was so shocked. I was like, that's, that's, I don't understand how possible that is, but it, it's true. And it's written the same way, B-A-J-A-Y. It's like, yeah. it's exactly the same word. <laughs> that's crazy. But we do have <laughs> words that English speaking people use. I'm like, that's that's my it's like, language. Yeah, it's like we we have this. We took yeah. it first, <laughs> and then I'll do my research. I'm not like as a professional as you, but I'll do my Google research. I'm like, <laughs> oh, they got my the word from us, <laughs> like amok. Amok. Okay. Right. Yeah, Run amok. Yeah. That's Filipino. No way. Yes. It means like you go crazy. You grab a machete and start, you know. Oh wow. Doing crazy shit. That is that is so funny. Like sometimes we're so connected, we don't even realize it. Mm, exactly. It's, it's so let's go back a little bit to your immigration story. When you did you start high school here? Yeah, yeah. It, well, I started high school um, by well, I, like half half. Yeah. So I started high school mostly mm. here. I would say I mainly did my high school here, and then I went to CJAP. So when I came here, I went to a French system from France mm. um, because it was like closer to um, it was closer to our system but also that was the school that took me fast faster than the other ones because I came in the middle of the year as well so um, so it was kind of difficult it's like that random girl immigrant coming <laughs> to your class like on April like hi <laughs> and you're like the only also the only black person in the oh, class as well really? so, <laughs> So that was a cultural, huge cultural shock. I didn't speak to anyone the first year, literally. I was like... You didn't have friends? Uh, well, I knew some people that were already in the school. So they were happy to have like other Haitian and other Haitian coming because mm -hmm. I think they were like the five of them only. They were like five <laughs> Haitians only. But they were not in my classes. Mm -hmm. And some of them were older. So we were just not in the same year. And then the other one was young. So, uh, so in my class, I was the only one. No. And coming like in the middle of the year. And uh, so I did the French system from France. And after I switched to CGEP and I went to English because I really wanted to be um, bilingual. Mm. And I also had a lot of English, French, like Anglophone friends as well in my high school. Um, so so it's like, you know, you, you, you left your own culture and you're coming to like a country, but you're not even in the school of the country. It's like from France. So you, you can be confused. It's like, that is confusing. I, I, was, I was learning more about France and I was like, I'm not in France. Like, what's happening? So that's why I had a click. Like, I think three years after I was like, well, I'm happy to have that education because it's good in the cultural part. Like, you're very cultured hmm. once you do that um, education. But in the end, I was like, I'm not in France. Like, last time I checked, I was in Canada. Like, <laughs> I was in Montreal. So I switched to CJAP. And I chose English because it was like very strategic. I don't know if it's like that with like Filipino parents, but like Haitian parents, like changing school for us, it's like very bad. It's like you're a bad student if you keep <laughs> changing school. 
So, uh, so I had to be strategic for it to let my parents like understand why I would change school, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, if I if I was gonna go to my parents and be like, I'm going to another French school or in French they'll be like why it's like the same school like we, we don't <laughs> understand so that's when like that's when you need to learn how to be strategic because there's a clash between your parents and you they just don't understand your choices so mm-hmm. um so it was just more strategic to go to english they'll be like okay you want to learn english we get that it's going to be useful after for work you know <laughs> so uh, i went to vanier and then I continued to university uh, as well in English to Concordia because it's just a classic move like Vani, Concordia. I just followed my friends and I, I went to Concordia. Yeah. So, mm. uh, so how was it growing up with immigrant parents? A, a guest of mine talked about him never being able to experience Halloween because apparently Haitian parents doesn't do that. Especially me, I'm coming from like a Catholic, uh, <laughs> Catholic yeah. family. Um, I was like in a nun high school. Um, prim- my primary school was like with sisters, like nuns. So <laughs> Did they beat you up? No, no. It was it was not in my generation. We got lucky. <laughs> no way. You were lucky. Yeah, we got lucky. My generation, it was done. But some generation before, they, they never beat you up, but they were like rude. They were very like. They were like mm. strict and rude sometimes, yeah. But um, but like yeah, my mom is like very Catholic, like very Christian, and uh, she didn't tell me like not do it. But obviously, my costumes, I couldn't choose any like devil costume. Exactly <laughs> <laughs> what I said. Yeah, <laughs> she was like, no, not in my house. She was like, not in my house. So I had to be, again, strategic. So that would be the word for me. Like my relationship with my parents is like strategic. Mm. <laughs> so if I wanted to go to Halloween parties, I had to get like other things like nurse, uh, I don't know, plumber, like anything else uh, or like a dance from this dancer from the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like I could be flash dance or like anything else but devil, like. I couldn't use any devil costume. So it was difficult because my friends were like, we're going to be like the devil. We're going to have this. And then we can do like match together. And I just like, I was like, no, no, like, no. Can we use like Barbies instead? <laughs> That's funny, man. Hey, so can you explain further why not the devil? Uh, well, it's just like catholic like christian because um it's like it's like you're calling you're calling the devil in your house that's how she portrays it basically i mean i'm not gonna say she's wrong i'm probably gonna do the same with my kids like because <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day there is a little devil part in the halloween like but yeah. um it's like they're not wrong you know but um so it, it's more in that sense it's just like now it became a super like commercial, um, commercial like uh, holiday. Mm. But the origin of it, they're they're not wrong on that. Like it's true, you know. So mm. uh, so I at least we we came down to a to like a, an agreement. She was like, you can go to the parties with your friends, and people even were able to come to my house, and like we could like dress up all together and then go. But we never did like trick or treat, trick or treat. We we never did that, um, and also in my area, th- there were also more Jewish people in my area, so they also don't do Halloween, mm. so that match. 
That's <laughs> helped. So we didn't have to do trick or treat a lot. But um, so the first time I did trick or treat was with one of my best friends from high school, like at her house with her little brother. Mm-hmm. So um, so that's how I was able to get into the North American culture by having North American friends. Mm. So, um, but at least they were open with that. They were like, "We understand you want to go out with your friends and like fit in and stuff, but just don't don't forget these are your roots, kind of thing. Like, you, if you can find like a middle point, um, that's fine with us, and that's our rules. Like, not in our house, you're not putting any devil. <laughs> like, I don't want to see a picture on Facebook. Wait, and my mom had Facebook too, so I couldn't get away from that. Like. <laughs> I had to literally block her, like if <laughs> like no, I and I was a good kid. I didn't want to go through like just all that calculation. Like I'm gonna block my mom for that mm. one picture. I was like no, so it was fine with me. I actually never had any devil <laughs> costume because <laughs> of your mom. She'll beat the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know she she would be mad. She would be mad. I I never got beaten, but um, but she would be she would be mad. I guess with girls they're a bit less uh they're 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 less on the beating part i don't mm. know it depends on the family too mm. but um but for me i got lucky on that on that side but your brothers got it uh, yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah they do they do <laughs> Poor dudes, man. but some of them look for it too <laughs> well i explained this to my kids and mm. i was telling them the story that when i when i was younger i used to get beat and they're like you know, I do things that I know I'm going to get beat. Yeah. And they'll like, say... You're aware of it. Like, you know you're going to get it after. Yeah. Well, they'll say, so why do it? I'm like, what are you going to do? Sit on the chair and do nothing? You got to live your life. <laughs> they can yeah. understand the idea of beating. They're like... They, they don't, yeah, they don't. They're like, why? That can you not just... Like, why are you beating? Why are they beating you? I'm like, that's just how it is. What do you want me to do? <laughs> it's a way of showing love. Yeah, that's what they say. Hey, love me less sometimes. <laughs> you love me too much. Yeah, love me less sometimes. That's true. Well, wow. But I guess I guess also like well, a lot of part of my growing up would, would be here. So I guess the fact that it's like sometimes it's like you got beaten because of insecurity. It's like, oh, you they tell you to not go out because it's not safe out there and you still go out, you know. So when you come back, it's like them being panicking and like being anxious and stuff and then Hmm. that happens so I guess for me they were like okay even telling my mom I'm going out with my friends she was like are they gonna have some guys like uh, (laughs) is your brother going with you like is your guy cousin going with you like she still had that mentality like oh it's not safe out there like you need to have and I was like I can just take the bus and go. I just like, what? You got to take the bus and go? Like, why? <laughs> like, <laughs> That's not PTSD from Haiti. <laughs> That's D from Haiti because we <laughs> she just, it's, yeah. So I was in, at the beginning, I didn't understand. I was like, why? She just cannot understand that I just need to take the bus. Like she takes it to go to work. Like, I don't get it. And after I understood, it was really coming like from, from the roots, you know, because <laughs> mm, things could happen. Yeah, things will happen. Like, I, I don't blame them, but it's at least can you calm down a little bit? Like, there's a, like a, it's a little bit more free here. There's also that concept of here. You have more freedom here um, than, like, comparing to, to Haiti. Like, when you're young, if you want to go out, like, you need to at least have, like, your whole family with you. Like, so, uh, <laughs> always. Always. So it's, like, kind of different. But 
like I had to understand it like after it took me some time to understand where she was coming from because I didn't go out in Haiti because I was too young. Mm. So my real like night out was here in Montreal. So how was that? Do you have to hide your outfit before you go out? <laughs> I feel like, you know, you know, eh? you know, <laughs> of course. No, no, no. I, 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 uh, well, I, I did a bit both. The thing, my, my strategy was to go to my friend's house and get dressed there. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and also we sleep there as well. So I used to sleep at my friend's house. Mm. And, uh, oh, the sleepovers for you. Sleepover at my friend's house. Lucky. Yeah, I got lucky. I'm telling you, I got lucky. But I, I, I had the good excuses. I was like, it should just live right next to the nightclub. Like her parents gonna come pick us up. It's just gonna be easier. Like, you had to bargain. Like honestly, mm -hmm. I think immigrants children like learn how to bargain. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> we're good negotiators. <laughs> we're good negotiators. So I, I was able to bargain that, but not all the time. Mm -hmm. Not all the time. Like at least twice a month or something i was i was lucky to get twice a month but uh but i was going to my friend's house to to get dressed and um and yeah but as i think my mom sometimes used to check my backpack <laughs> of course she knows in and out don't worry about it she knows everything it's like you can't hide nothing from her um but, but thank god i i was the same size as my friend so i i was able to take their dresses <laughs> oh nice <laughs> once i got there but um, but at least yeah, at least they they because they understood that I wanted to fit in. Mm. I think I think the difference really with my parents is that they really understood that I wanted to fit in, and and they also saw the the impact of it because it's like you don't want to be the loser in school because mm. you also want to go to the parties and you want you know you're already an outsider by doing nothing, mm. so. I guess at least that they understood. They didn't want to add more things for me to be an even more outsider, because mm -hmm. naturally I was already an outsider. Yeah, automatic. So I, yeah, automatically. It's like you just get in the room, you're an outsider. <laughs> That's funny, man. So you said you went for a sociology. What is sociology? Uh, well, it's the study of society. The really uh, easiest definition to say, but. Um, but there are different aspects of it. And I chose research. Mm. And uh, so you just literally choose a topic, a social topic. So it could be... And, it, and every time you have the study of like people in a society or people in an environment, mm. so you're going towards sociology. Like As of sociology, we don't study just the person. We study the person in the environment. So because we understand that their environment can affect their identity and who they are. So it's exactly like, let's say if you take immigration, like uh, you are you are yourself based on what you learn in your environment. Let's say me growing up in Haiti would be two different person with me growing up here in Montreal mm, because yeah. the environment just affected a lot of my um, identities and the way I see things. So um, yeah, to really uh, explain it quickly, like that sociology, but it's, it's a huge field, obviously. Um, there are different, there's also the... Um, the other aspect of it for, um, I have the word in French. Uh, um, Say it in French. Well, now even in French, I forgot. Wait, <laughs> social worker, social worker, okay, social worker. Work, yeah, you have also the aspect of social worker. Um, so like helping, uh, more in the helping side, helping people, mm -hmm. like more in that side, which I personally did not like. So I took the research part. 
Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you said research. I want to ask you your opinion. You know how me from the Philippines, I mm-hmm. like reading about history. But then I'll see books that are written by Caucasian people. Mm, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about that? I, I, I feel very bad about this. I, I spoke about that in one of my articles once. Um, it's like, can we stop having that colonial perception of our, <laughs> of our roots? <laughs> it's like, I, I'm not against it. I'm like, yes, you can have your perception, but not just that. Like, even in sociology, it's it's not fully equal because um, I study from I study at Concordia. Concordia was a bit more open-minded in the sense like you, the teacher you had, you would take their perception, like mm. their passion, their topics, their their uh, topics of interest. You would you would also uh, take it. And I switched after because I wanted to do a master in sociology, and I decided to do like a micro program at University of Montreal. Mm. Oh my god! To answer your question, um, all the readings. They were all talking about like other countries from like someone from England. We we all had sociologists from England, um, some of them from Quebec because they wanted to also put the Quebec culture because Quebecers as well are dealing with the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but and we had sociologists from France, England, and Germany. And I was like, "What is this? Like, I thought you were supposed to be open-minded." It's like. Let's say uh, there, there are sociologists from like Latin America, from like uh, African countries. There are like Arab sociologists. There are there are like even Haitian sociologists. But um, but like we we don't have them in our syllabus. And I was like, this is one. Even like women, we don't we didn't have a lot of such women sociologists, like female sociologists, like mm. in the syllabus. And I was like, what? That is so cliche. I thought sociology was supposed to be like open minded and stuff. So. I, I think it's very bad. Like we, we need to work on this. We need to to have a little step forward on that and because it's 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 for me it's colonial. It's a very colonial mentality, especially coming from the colonizers. It's like talking about Haiti and it's like a French person, like really? <laughs> like you can't no, not really. You won't understand how we go through. Yeah, it's like can you can we stop by now? Like but what I really think it's bad, it's not the fact that we have a French person talking about Haiti, for example, it's just the fact that we only have the French person talking about Haiti because mm. we're, we're not putting forward the Haitian sociologists as well because there are there are a lot of historians because there are a lot of them that are they're, they're doing work. They're there waiting for someone to to like publish and and like put them forward and make them like known, mm-hmm. but we're doing nothing with them. So that that's my problem. It's like... Yeah. I agree. I completely agree with you. So, since we're in this topic, let's talk about your natural hair and how important it is for you. My natural hair. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, I let me tell you, I did not have like curly hair um, before. It was like uh, I don't know how familiar you are, but I had the perm, so it's like the chemicals you put to have it straight. Mm-hmm. And funny, some on the inside joke. Um, this week I found a picture, like when I was 16, I had long hair because like when you, when we have it curly, like it shrinks. Mm. So like it always looks longer than, than it is. And so the perm like makes it straight, like it stretches your hair. Mm. My hair was like pitch black and long and straight. So I was like, all this time they told us we wanted to look like Caucasian when in fact I look like an Asian woman with like super (laughs) straight 
super like peach black straight hair and like i was like i don't look caucasian here i there are no caucasian women with that hair <laughs> that's funny it's <laughs> funny so um so yeah i had it like super early in my life i think i was already seven so when i came here in montreal i already had the perm so uh it was straight so i guess it helped me fit in a little bit easier mm-hmm. i guess but um because i decided to change to my natural hair um back in like 2014 i always attempted before but i always went back to the perm because you you don't know I never had my hair like this. So I never know how to treat it. Mm. I never know like how to do my hairstyle. Like it was just completely unknown to me. And um, so really I did like the full transition back in 2014. And I have to say it had a huge impact on my, on my social life. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, um, I was too, too much of myself. (laughs) (laughs) You're young. Oh, I, I, let me tell you, I was too much myself. I was, um, I was, how can I say that? I was uh, taking control of who I was and uh, I was too forward, I'll say. Like, it's really like um, trying to find the word to explain it. I was like, affirmé. I was mm. affirming myself. Yeah, yeah. So some people took it like as like, um, like a rebellious act kind of type of thing so oh now you're trying to be different and you're trying to like do your own things and like is it gonna last Mm -hmm. two years or longer or is it just like a period so a lot of people uh, took it as a rebellious um way and i also was gonna go into the workforce Mm. so um and i would say in both environments let's say haitian environment and and also like the non- Haitian environment both I had issues mm. so um like to fit in in both literally and also in the workforce because mm-hmm. coming with like your big afro to a professional meeting <laughs> it's the topic of the meeting <laughs> yeah I hate that I hate it oh. like come on man leave them, leave them alone what are, you, what are you trying to do man just let's talk about whatever we need to talk about Oh, yeah, it's like, let's focus on the work, you know? And, oh, I had so many weird comments. Like, I had someone telling me before, I smell like vacation. Um, I, I don't smell know why. Like smell like vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, re- I reminded them of them going to the beach and the resort. I look more, because I look more Caribbean. Like, I look more like I'm coming from the from the sun. And <laughs> yeah. Did they ask you to get the dreads too? <laughs> probably yeah i don't remember these comments but probably did that i had so many weird comments like do you wash your hair um how do you wash it i was like with water and like shampoo (laughs) how we use mud we put mud on our hair and then we put some sprinkle of fairy dust what what do you think (laughs) it's gonna use man I had some weird question. Oh, it was something. And the thing is, I used, I used to work in a big company. So it's not like three people telling you these comments. It's like every floor you go, you at least have a bunch of like 10 people. And there's like 10 floors and and there are like thousands of employees in the company. So And also like people you don't talk to. It's not mm. like it's my colleagues. They're not in my team. I don't know them. And they walk away from all the way they were to ask me questions like that. And I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> Why? <laughs> do you feel 
How do you feel when they ask those questions? Do you feel they're discriminating you or they're just being really curious? Um, it's a bit of both because um, I feel like the beginning is the same. Uh, curiosity and discrimination is the same in the beginning. It starts the same way because um, I couldn't, let's say if you're discriminating something is because you don't know and you probably are curious, it could start the same way. Where I think discrimination, I guess, to be bad, it's when I tell you to stop asking me that question and when I already gave you an answer that you should you should be satisfied with and you still continuing asking me that question like every morning it's like or like you're finding different ways to ask me then it's becoming a bully oh yes but, I like that yeah but I feel like right. discrimination it starts with the curiosity as well but it's really like the process that becomes like very bad and and uh, discriminated because and also like actions with it as well like for example um let's say they were doing um like saint cassette and i was not invited or um there was like another girl as well with curly hair but she was like in accounting i was in digital marketing she was in accounting i don't know her oh you must be best friends <laughs> oh yeah i get that too hey you're filipino i know this guy do you know him I'm like yeah we're 90 million people actually i know him <laughs> it's like to the point that now I make jokes I'm like yes we shouldn't all know each other really yeah we should but I have to say before it was so new to me because it's not like I had a manual of like okay manual for discrimination and questions you're gonna ask <laughs> this is how you should react um, I, I didn't know and also that's when parents my parents were not um, useful in that sense because because they didn't understand they were not going through this. Mm. Maybe also they're older, even though they work here. Uh, but the fact that they're older, maybe people have like less comfort to tell them questions like that and mm. answers. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what it is. But we were not living the same, same, mm. uh, same reality. And my mom doesn't have hair like me. I actually have my dad's hair, which mm. is much curlier. My mom is a bit like. She always keeps it straight, so I guess that helped. And she's also lighter than me, <laughs> mm -hmm. so she probably could blend blends more. Um, but um, but uh, yeah, I, it was not the same reality. So like, it was difficult for my parents to to understand that. And also, like like I say, we didn't have a manual um, on that. And uh, there's like the hair plus the color, much of much of like. Uh, bunch of things so mm. I had to go find resources on my own and that's when like associations I don't know if you probably have that with like with Philippines as well but like uh, like local mm -hmm. like cultural association like there's an organization as well like of the country so uh, I was able to find resources there because they, they knew um, they dealt with it they had people coming to like they were there for that mm. So I would say my resources were more external than internal in my family. And um, and yeah, that's what I would say. So for the hair, actually, I started myself doing natural hair coaching online. Mm -hmm. And also with that social aspect to teach people like how to answer to bad comments. Um, so I have a page, Instagram page, like I called it Classy Frise. <laughs> I like it. And uh, so I, I realized if there was a need on that and... I started doing this. I also re realized there were a lot of women that had a great positive um, process and they were like in the bright environment, like 
it's completely different than I. <laughs> so I, I was happy to see like they had a good, good experience with the hair, but there were also a lot of them they had like bad experiences. I guess it depends on the field that you're in. Um, I have also some friends like in law. That's like not good experience at all. It's even worse. <laughs> but I, I was lucky compared to the one in law. Like I was lucky. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Um, you mentioned about light skin and dark skin. Yeah. I want to talk about this a little bit because a friend of mine spoke to me. She is Haitian. She said that that when they get stopped by the police and she's with the darker friends of hers, mm-hmm. she's she always say that the police talks to her all the time rather than the other ones, even though she didn't oh, do wow. anything. and But they oh. talk to her very respectfully. Does mm-hmm. this happen to you too or did happen? Um, was was the dark skin person a guy? Guy and girls, it's mixed. Okay, so guy, and it's both. Okay, um, in my experience, honestly, I haven't had experiences like that. It's not the same. I wouldn't be able to say why or not, but it happens to me when I'm with a white friend. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm if we're all Haitians, I wouldn't see the difference. Mm-hmm. But if I am with um. Definitely not a friend. That's like, if my friend is like blonde, blue eye, and then there's me, then it cliches. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, I would feel like that. And also like, not just with the police, but also like uh, if we go to like just a restaurant sometimes or we're even like in dating life, um, mm-hmm. like the, the guy we're attracting as well is different. Like we're not attracting the same guys, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And um, also the perception I had, because I'd say she's, She's blonde and blue eyes. She's going to attract like very white friends, I would say, very white guys. And then they would come to me and be like, oh, my God, like, uh, like, uh, I don't know, they would they would add a cliche in there. And that, that was just toward me or their <laughs> reaction would be like, OK, maybe I'm just going to have fun with her. But with you, I'm going to have a relationship type of thing. So, oh, OK, that makes it. So that's Yeah, <laughs> that would be my experience more. Mm. Speaking with- of people acting that way. Does it ever happen to you that white people start acting black or speaking black when they're talking to you? A little bit, not too, too, too much. Um, I don't know if I I probably just, there's something called like code. I probably switch as well when I see them. So Mm -hmm. probably they they don't have that feeling because I learned how to adapt myself to the environment and like it's good and not good at the same time because you can get lost. Mm. Um, so you have like 500 personalities. <laughs> it happens. I, I do the same. Like sometimes I no when I talk to my, as they say, black friends, I'll speak different. I yeah. have, I put some spice in the way I speak. You would be, you would be more comfortable. You'd be more yourself. Exactly. And then yeah. I talk to my, my, my white friends, they'll say, and I'll speak very like proper. Proper. <laughs> <laughs> So even my accent too like because in English actually sometimes I like just speaking English because I maybe that's why I went to English CJP and I went to university it was just easier because well they were in my English world they were able to see that I was francophone because I had a little accent before and now a little bit less if Mm -hmm. I talk to you more than one hour you're probably going to feel my accent Frenchy accent but they my identity was much easier in the English world, because they were like, okay, she's just a Frenchie. <laughs> but when, when I'm in the French world, it's like, 
because we have our accent too like from Haiti we have a French accent um like a Haitian French accent and uh, we don't say the R um <laughs> we uh, we don't use the same like register you know registry when we talk like there's some vocabulary I'm gonna have and it's not gonna mean the same thing for a French person And I was also in the French high school from France. So I was dealing with the French accent from France and in the Quebecer accent from Quebec mm. from here. So I learned how to switch to the three of them. So if I speak <laughs> to a French person, I'll be like, oui, ça va. Et du coup, qu'est-ce que tu fais? <laughs> and then I switch to the Quebecer, like, yeah, mais maison, like, yes, comment on va faire ça? Puis tout, ça serait cool. C'est That's like, awesome. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. It's a It's lot of work. It's but like horrible at the same time because when I, once I get home, then I have my Haitian parents said like, okay. Uh, turn it down. <laughs> turn it down now. <laughs> This is not natural. My dad told me once, he was like, I listened to you to like the radio because I, I spoke once to the radio and he was like, you change your accent. Like it doesn't sound natural. <laughs> you gotta love those immigrant parents, man. They're the best. I was like, you don't get it, because because I feel like Quebecers sometimes could be annoying on that sense. Like you understood what I say. Like if I say like radio with my Haitian accent, and I say radio, like t'as compris là. <laughs> It's the same thing. Okay, leave me alone. It's radio for the love of God. It doesn't matter. You you know what I mean? It's like you understood what I meant, but it would be like qu'est-ce que quoi? And it's so annoying because. It's like the whole conversation is them saying quoi. Mm, yeah. I think the they quoi? cannot accept the spice. When you yeah. add some spice, you know. It's too, too different for them. Exactly. Like, come on, man. Like, I, like it happened to me, right? When I started, when I came here in Canada, I speak English, but mm. with Filipino accent. Then I start trying to copy the Canadian English. Mm -hmm. And then most of my friends are Caribbeans. Right? Okay. So when I talk to them, I still talk like this is when I was starting. I talk to them like Canadians, mm -hmm. right? And then they look at me like I'm stupid and they'll say, Why do you sound like this? You don't sound mm -hmm. like this, you know? And then I realized, like, Oh, yeah, that's not me. So I, mm -hmm. but I still kept that. But like I said, there's some words that I, I know it, I'm going to put some extra spice on that word. <laughs> you know what I mean? To show you, like, That's me. That's my yeah. people, you know. But it's it's difficult to find that identity, like, because that's 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 when, like, let's say, when I went to Haiti in December, like, I have a little accent. They see right away that I'm not living here, mm. and uh, they'll be like, "Okay, you're Canadian," like, because of the accent. And when you come here, they're like, "Okay, you're Haitian." You're like, "Damn it! Can <laughs> someone stop deciding who I am for me? Like, can you just let me decide who the hell I am?" But uh, oh, I just swear. <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, I like what you said there because I, I'm not a sociologist. I'm not a scientist. Okay, I'm just a guy that likes talking about a lot of crap. But mm -hmm. I have a theory, not theory, uh, or, but an idea that I call that a Bob Marley symptom mm -hmm. because Bob Marley is half white, half black. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, when he was growing up, if he deal, if he hangs out with the black guys, they'll say, "He's white." No, yeah. you're white, dude. Yeah. He goes to the white white side. They'll say, "No, you're black. Get out of yeah. here." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was hard for him growing up because he didn't yeah. know where to find himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's not like a little bridge that could like connect both. So, so that's and so now I'm trying. Um, I'm trying my best of like the accent to just keep one accent. 
to not change it. Mm. I also have a friend, she decided to go see a, a orthophonist. I'm like, whoa, that's that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty serious with this. <laughs> um, so, so because we, I, I agree that with the Haitian accent, we don't pronounce well. Like if, if you don't know it, you might not understand. Like even, yes, you can have an idea, but I agree. If you're not used to it, you might not understand. Mm. So she just find a way to just have a standard accent. And uh, and not even a standard accent. Like she pronounces well. You can still hear that she's from Haiti. You can still hear the Haitian accent, but she pronounces well. Mm, so uh, exactly. I'm trying to find like a standard way of speaking. So wherever I go, everybody will understand me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I did. I'll speak standard English, but mm. when there's there's a word that comes up, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna show you what's up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's also like you, you, it's your, it's in your DNA. You know, once you get comfortable, like it comes out. You, you can't, you can't. <laughs> Especially stop when it. you get mad. <laughs> yeah, when, <laughs> when I get mad, it's like Creole comes out. <laughs> a different person. So yeah. I love talking about that. But let's focus on a little bit about wellness. Yeah. Um, I I heard one of the a podcast that you did that you're talking about yoga. And minority being not represented in yoga magazines. Can you talk yeah, about that? Community in the community too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first, I have to say, like in USA, like it changes now. There is like much more minor- minorities in the in USA, but in Canada, it changes like slowly, slowly. Oh, awesome. Um, but it's also like yes, we can talk about like representation. Um, also like the interests. Um, but now I feel like it's it's getting better. And um, I guess, yeah, so basically that's what I would say. It's getting better, but um, there's that stereotype, like let's say just for like, it's it's just like a non, it's a Western thing, like going to yoga. Yeah, it's, <laughs> which is weird because it's from It's weird, it's India. originated from, yeah, it's originated <laughs> from India. <laughs> Plus, a lot of people don't know that and they just think it's just a, it's just like a going to work out. And like, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. It's like all the girl from Westmount just going to <laughs> yoga. <laughs> or like I'm from Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, because if you type in like yoga on YouTube, you see white girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you need to be precise and be like black girl doing yoga. It's like, it's sad, but like, can you just mix it up? Like even YouTube with, because I do SEO too, suggesting mm-hmm. optimization. Even on the internet, there is discrimination sometimes. <laughs> yeah that's funny but that when you say wellness do you are you talking about like eating well as well or and mental health as well uh yeah it's a bit of both but it's also like the mentality like the stereotype that especially for women um you shouldn't be taking care of yourself first it's more like you need to take care of all the other like your husband oh, uh, your, yeah. your children and everyone before yourself and uh, so that was a way for me to be like, no, I need to understand who I am. I need to take care of myself first. Um, wellness, even mental health, like matters. Like it was really just that. And uh, and after you take care of other people. But like, I feel like traditionally for women, not just like in our culture, but I, I feel like in many cultures, the roots of it, it's really, if you're a woman, you need to take care of everyone. Like you're, you're a giver. Mm, yeah, I completely agree. <laughs> I remember this a few years ago when I was reading something about this, mm-hmm. and I saw like why men are more um, successful is mm-hmm. women has to go go to work, mm-hmm. come home, make dinner, take care of the kids. I'm like, oh shit, that is right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like the guys just have more time to uh, to focus on his work. It's like 
It's like, uh, yeah. So that's why, like, like for example, me, like I'm young and I'm like I don't have children yet. I want to do all my projects like now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm gonna be in front of the computer like until like 2 a.m. Like, and everybody's like, "What is wrong with her?" And I'm like, "You don't understand. <laughs> the clock is ticking. I need my project quick." <laughs> That's funny. Do you still have time, or you okay? No, I have to go. I have to go now. All right. Yeah. All right. That well, it's been a pleasure to have you. Ending, I guess? I'm sorry. Do you want to do, do you wanna do like a conclusion or something? Oh, I was going to talk about your podcast quickly, but yeah. is that okay? okay? Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so quickly, I need to come out to you because before I started the podcast, I listened to your podcast a lot. I saw that. Thanks. <laughs> I was like, I was going hard on him. Like, man, like I, you inspired me, you know? Like, and I want to thank you personally for inspiring me to start a podcast. And if you don't mind, would you like to talk about the, your podcast and what is it about? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to uh, to hear someone telling me that they love my podcast because I have to say, like, it's not my friend's interest. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like on my own doing some podcasts and everybody's looking at me like, what is wrong with her? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's really, and I don't receive a lot of feedbacks a lot. So like, it's really good to have that. Thank you so much for, for telling me this. So um, my podcast, it's really on immigrant dilemma and i want to talk about like stories of other people but i also want to the main thing i want to do is to give tips mm. on on like um like differences you're gonna have coming in another country i feel like i didn't i didn't have that help these mm. resources it was more like okay we're gonna help you find a job we're gonna help you find your school um, like I also talk about that mental health as well that you can have like finding your identity your journey like it's a journey for me like I see immigration as a journey mm -hmm. and that's how I want to portray I want to portray that on the podcast like it's a different angle that I'm trying to have and I feel like it's the need and also to help people like f feel in the new country like in the culture because it's both ways like it's in both parties like let's say the the new country the members of it might be like very close-minded into receiving new people but also like the immigrants could be close-minded into fitting in the new country as well mm. like it's both ways because it's difficult and i'm gonna say i i i i, I don't disagree with the people that don't decide to fit in like <laughs> it's, it's an easy choice because once you decide to fit in it's very difficult because you don't want to lose where you are you mm -hmm. also want to satisfy the other the other culture you want to satisfy both like it's not easy. So I'm trying my best to give like tools and tips and like how to like get your identity and also not lose your roots, but also like fit in, like try to be like open-minded in both ways. Mm -hmm. So um, so that's kind of my angle with the podcast. So it's Immigrant Dilemma. I, I have it like on Spotify. I have it like on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, like all the platforms. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's why I call it Dilemma because it's living in two Two cultures for my case, but I know with other people, they have even more cultures. <laughs> <laughs> like if you're mixed, uh, yeah. that's even more difficult. They, you can have like three, four cultures. So it's a struggle. And I feel like they don't talk about this a lot. It's always like talking about immigrants, like like work or um, illegal immigrants. Mm. We're always talking about these these topics, but uh, but it's on identity on identity like i think we should talk about this more mm -hmm. well said well said do you have any more last remarks before we finish 
Um, well, thank you so much for having me in your podcast, and uh, I'm gonna listen to yours now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw I saw your Instagram post and like your your um, your guests, mm. but uh, I didn't have time to listen before now. But I'm totally gonna listen to it as soon oh. as I have time because I stopped. Even podcasting today, I'm restarting again. Awesome! Like I literally stop everything on podcast, so I'll start again. And now you gave me a good boost. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, man, you're like one of my pots, and like I'm gonna listen to her. She's awesome. Oh my god! Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you coming on. I would like you to come back though, because I would like to talk to you more. Sure. Whenever. No problem. All right. All right. Have a good day. Thank you again. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Again, Anik, thank you for coming on the podcast and thank you listeners for listening. So that concludes our Girl Power Week series. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you learned something and got inspired by those two amazing women. Next week's episode will be a fun one. It's very funny. I had a, an amazing guest, a fu very funny guest actually. So I hope you guys stay tuned for that. Again, this is Aaron Deliosa for An Immigrant's Life. See you guys later.